What do you know about the Sierra program? Reckless mystery man you guys send in when you can't officially send anyone else. The gray man. Lloyd. I got an urgent locate and destroy. That could be fun. The man's got some street cred. You hurt? I mean, my ego's a little bruised. I have something they really want. What's your gut? It's gonna be my funeral you're going to next. You want to make an omelet? You gotta kill some people. You must be Lloyd. What gave it away? The trash stash. It just, it leans Lloyd. And welcome back to the Film Reel cast. We're back. It's been a while, but we're back. And we're doing The Grey Man as promised. So it is really, really good to be back. And this week I am joined by Steve and Neil. Steve, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for remembering I was coming. (laughs) No, we nearly started without you. I apologise. I apologise. But my partner in crime, Neil, (laughs) how are you doing? The crime of forgetting Steve. Yeah, yes, definitely. Um, no, very well. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Glad the heat wave's over and we can go back to normal. Yes, whatever normal is. But yeah, so we're finally doing what's hit Netflix. Well, it must be about a month ago now. And uh, by Joe and Anthony Russo, it's the Grey Man 200 million budget. And yeah, it's I don't know. We've not spoken about this uh, again. I don't know the way it's going to go, but kind of. Coming up in the future, we're going to be doing, we're going to be talking about, I don't know what format yet, but we've spoken via um, WhatsApp and stuff like that about She-Hulk. And it's kind of hit several nerves and it's made a bit of an impact. So that's going to come in the future, isn't it, guys, that we're going to talk about that? Yes, it has to be spoken about. It has to be spoken about. It started off as we've done the trailer and let's do a little, maybe a, a 15 minute chat about it before one of our podcasts and now as it goes on it's turned into we need to talk about this properly <laughs> i think yeah that's the thing i don't think a 15 minute chat would do it justice to be honest it's weird isn't it i, I mean just from i think it's been two episodes isn't there yes i mean can any of you two foresee eating humble pie at all or not really no no, I think <laughs> that's, that's to the Steve's point. So Steve. sure of that, he is very sure. I'll be honest. Second episode was better, but that's you know that's like saying HIV is better than AIDS. Wow, so. that's yeah. If you had to at the moment have sex with the human form or the he Hulk, he um, she Hulk, which one would you choose? She Hulk. She Hulk. And is that weird, isn't it? It's strange. Why is that? Oh, I don't know. Look, look, she's got confidence in herself. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. I was going to say something crude, like bigger tits or something like that, but no. Confidence. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, and in the balance of equality, if you had to take one, who would you be from? Banner or the Hulk? Banner. Oh, really? See... <laughs> I can't wait to hear Neil's justification yeah, for this. Go on. Well, I'd, I'd like to see how gently he can be as the Hulk. Now he's <laughs> mellow. 
<laughs> sun's going down as it's in the palm of your hand. <laughs> exactly. It's calming, you know. If I put a wig on and pretend to be her, maybe he'd be more gentle with me. I don't know. We'll just have to see. I'd pay money, mate, just for you to put a wig on and a cat suit. Don't worry about the Hulk. <laughs> you don't have to pay money, mate. Go Comic-Con. You're a black widow. <laughs> <laughs> Fat widow, more like. <laughs> Oh, I'd pay to see that. That would be so good. I'd buy your <laughs> ticket, mate, next year. <laughs> that would be so good. We could all go as the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> middle-aged, overweight Avengers. <laughs> well, I'm certainly not middle-aged, thank you. Well, uh, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I can tick both of those boxes, so I'm absolutely fine. I'm, I'm confident about it. Do you all stream Hawkeye or Hawkeye? <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that for everyone else to decide. Oh, it's brilliant. It's like a porn <laughs> name, isn't it? <laughs> porn name, yeah. <laughs> Superb. And you want to do as well, Neil. Um, what was it again, mate? What was it? Tell me. Okay. Prey. On, um, it's on Disney Plus at the moment, or it will be forever now, I expect. Yes. Um, a few of you have talked about it in the group, so I thought it would be quite good to um, get that on the pod at some point soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. I've watched that film many a time now. So, um, yeah, that'd be really, really good to talk about. Again, it could be a quite a divisive podcast, probably. So, from the hints that I've got. So, okay, Grey Man. It's, um, as I say, we've not seen it. And, yeah, it's by the Russo brothers. And really, they haven't come to notice since the MCU, since the closing of the MCU. So, it was interesting to see when they come back, what they'd come back with. Or would it be something completely different? But this, even just watching this film, it felt like I was in the MCU again. I don't know whether that's because of um, Steve Rogers being on the screen, but it just really felt very MCU, the action scenes. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, I guess it is. And it's obviously you can see that there's it's big bucks, can't you? That 200 million has been, every dollar of that's been spent. On, yeah. on all the special effects and stuff like that but yeah I think Chris Evans being in there you instantly affiliate it with that type of MCU vibe don't you yeah and the fact that virtually everyone drives an Audi or like a BMW or something like that and That's the true. product placement's there yeah and they're all invincible pretty much they're, though they're only human yeah yeah definitely I've really got vibes what about you Steve do you know it took me four times to finish this movie? Wow! 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 That's because pretty impressive. There's foreshadow. Mm. <laughs> How many times have you seen it, Steve? Once. Once. See, because oh. we were going to do it, cancelled it. Do it, cancelled it. I've had to see this about five fucking times. Ah, oh, mate, so, I couldn't have done that. No. Today, when I watched it, I did, watched it on fast forward like times three, just so I could <laughs> see it, but not let it have to sink <laughs> into my mind. Wow, so, uh, this is um, yeah, but I feel um, like we're playing our cards a bit too early here. It's quite fun, but are we though? Oh, Who knows? Oh, yeah. I am exactly. You are, aren't you, Steve? <laughs> Steve is, that's it. It's like no shit. I'm gonna be ruthless today. Oh. Go for it, mate. That's what I love. That's what I love. So this stars Ryan Gosling. To me, Ryan Gosling's yeah. got one of those faces. If I saw him out, you'd just want to give him a slap. He's got that dopey fucking smile on his face. That it's just so annoying. And 
apart from is it Driver? I've ne- I haven't seen any of his films because I, I don't like Ryan Gosling. You've never watched a Notebook? No. I can't stand Ryan Gosling. I don't like the look on his face. Well, it's just so irritating. It you don't really, like really Blade is. Runner either, do you? No, I can't stand Blade Runner. I think it's just such an overrated load of wank. I can't agree with you with the original, but I haven't seen the second one. But have you seen him try an English food for Lad Bible? Yes. No. Do tell. Why does he have to cover his fucking face every time he puts something in his mouth? Do you not not know why? No. Why does he do that? Because um, there was this whole internet thing where... um, some guy basically made a video of trying to feed Ryan Gosling on the screen and every time he's <laughs> moving his face away. So now he doesn't want to be turned into a meme again. He covers his face when he eats. Oh, my God. And that doesn't, like, make people want to look, does it? <laughs> no, honestly, because I just caught it and it's like they've, they've done a couple of celebs that have done it. And I was like, why the fuck is he putting his head in his jacket every time he... Takes a bite or something. It's like I, will, I will find the video and I'll send it to you afterwards. Yeah. And you just understand. Okay. I've, been, like, I've never you heard want to of that. Go on a date with him. Every time he takes a mouthful, he's just covering <laughs> himself. Be fucking weird. <laughs> Maybe he's got like a tiny bird in his mouth. He's regurgitating it too, and all that jazz. Yeah, that's it. He's got a little baby in his pocket. <laughs> Do you know seeing Chris Evans in this, seeing him looking good, looking sharp, and pretty buff? Mm. really annoyed me because oh. why can't he go back to being Captain America again? You know, Don't, one of the things was he didn't want to do all of that work. He's sick and tired of being typecast. You are Captain America. Every time I'm going to see you on TV, you're going to be Steve Rogers and you're still looking great. So why don't you go back into the MCU and put a bit of life back into it rather than the shit that they're churning out now. It's, it really, really annoys me when I see that. Because they did, you know, well, it was the Russos, wasn't it? They put a nice little bow on it to say oh. he's gone. He's, you know, and it was nice. They so I can understand. He's still kind of a bit in limbo. He could yeah. come back, yeah. Well, they could do some more prequels, couldn't they? Like they like doing a prequel now. Yeah, I mean, no so. one's dead unless you see the body. So, exactly. But what but. I did like about Chris Evans in this is the fact that he played someone completely different. Yeah, nice to see him in a different light completely, and I thought he did it very well. Yeah, yeah, he does it really, really well. I mean, Ryan Gosling plays Six, uh, Evans plays Lloyd Hanson, who's a complete nutter. Billy Bob Thornton plays Donald Fitzroy, who's a kind of fixer, works with the CIA. You've got um, Anna de Armas, who plays Danny Miranda, who's really good. I think she's in War Dogs. Um. She's really, really good in that. That's the first time I saw her. Um, and I suppose the only other person, really, who's of note is um, Reggie Jean Page, who plays Carmichael, who's like the baddie. Um, but you've got that um, Dan Chu, who plays, he calls him Lone Wolf, doesn't he? Mm. Um, who plays the Asian guy, who Avic, is... Avic San. Mm. I didn't realise he's like, in India, he's like the sexiest man in the world. And that he's just unbelievably popular. And whilst filming this, he had to leave and go to the awards, like the equivalent of the Oscars, um, where he's given them an award. But he's like massively famous. But he is a good looking guy, though. He is. He is. So, yes. I don't blame him. No. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. So, I mean, the, 
the story of this, considering it's a two-hour film, which I think is really, really way over the top, um, it's when a CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, um, accidentally uncovers a dark agency secret. A psychotic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt um, by international assassins. That's really it in a nutshell. There is a lot more to it, but um, it's really unimportant, the extra bits. And it kind of, it starts off with um, Ryan Gosling's smug little face in prison <laughs> when he's met by Billy Bob Thornton. And this scene, I, I do like the chemistry, like the the back and forth between both of them. But he's hired. Gosling's in prison. He's hired. He's obviously very talented. He's got skills. And Billy Bob Thornton wants him out working for him. And this isn't a new concept in cinema history at all. It's been done many times before, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It was it was my second viewing of this because I was like, he's just in prison. It's like, and then they said we're going to train you, didn't they, to become an assassin? Because yeah. he's, you know, because obviously you get later on why he's in prison, but it's not really explained that the fact that he's actually gone off and killed loads of people. Did they actually say what his like his file was, what his jacket was, kind of? And what he's really good at, because I no. think I must I've missed that on each point. I, I don't know why he's so good and talented and can take people out. He hasn't got like a as far as I'm aware, he hasn't got like a military history or anything, has he? No, he just had a really as you find out later, he's had a really shit upbringing and protected someone. And that's why that's my take is why he's in prison. Because I watched this again thinking, did I miss something at the beginning? But why is he such a, an amazing killer? And they say that he's going to train him. So there's, you know, for considering it's a two hour film, for me, they've missed a trick, unless I've missed something, Steve. No. <laughs> Excellent stuff. But he's trained for the, what they call the Sierra program, and yes. which is a group of assassins who are former convicts. Uh, who are going to carry out missions and basically there is no end date for them that they're there until they die and the first mission we see of Goslin is in Bangkok um, where he meets his contact who apparently who play, who's Danny Miranda um, who they've not met before and he's got to take out this subject who there's going to be an exchange and he's told by Carmichael who's overseeing everything um, that this person's really dangerous and there's a lot of information that will harm people who will get out of hand. And as that story goes on, we learn that that's bullshit. bullshit. Um, but it's, and he doesn't take out the target because there's a child there. Again, to me, it's, uh, there's not enough reason why. There's no, I could cut out all the bullshit later on. As you said, Neil, do a flashback. I won't kill kids. I don't do this. I don't do that. We just don't get it. And it, it just doesn't do the operation because of the kid. And it, 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 there's no explanation. It's just lazy to me. Yeah, I suppose it's showing his human side, isn't it? That he's there's something he's not willing to do. But like you say, it's not explained. But that could be explained in the fact that as a kid there, I don't kill kids. And yeah. That's it. Yeah, I completely agree. So it's just absolute nonsense. And when you see a scar on his arm, there's no, I don't know if that's a real scar. It's a massive scar. I, I need explanations for things like this. Because if they're going to give me such an intricate storyline, but don't explain half of it, then don't give me anything at all. 
But I did like the action. He doesn't take out the kid, but he does get the target. And that's where he meets. Is it Sierra 4? Uh, I think that's his... I can't... Do you know what, mate? I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it is, isn't it? And yeah. Sierra 4 is played by Cullen Mulvey. Um, and he's always a baddie. Everything he's in, oh, he's yeah. a baddie. And he's, he's a really, really good one. And they have a fight. And it, he realises that he knows who Goslin is, Sierra 6. But he says, as you said, you're going to kill me anyway, I guess. And that's what he tells him. But he's got information against Carmichael in this necklace and that take it and bring him down. Uh, yes. For once, the information was there. It was pretty precise and you knew what you were getting. But I did like the action. And it, I didn't realise that Ryan Gosling could do that, uh, like the fighting, taking people down in a combat. Uh, and it was really enjoyable. And I really liked the setting as well of everyone there, the balloons and... New Year's Eve on Bangkok. I thought it was really well and it worked for me. Yeah, the fireworks were a good touch, weren't they? Yeah. The, the big pipes and stuff like that and using them against him and stuff. Actually, yeah. Yeah. It was good and he's not buff either, which is nice. It's so tropey to see someone who's like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Stallone when they're just completely ripped and taking everyone apart. It's it's nice to see someone who's of just I suppose normal build to a certain degree, but it was really good. The choreography was great when they were fighting. It was really fluid. I mean, what did you think, Steve? Were you switched off already and thinking, fuck this, I'm going to watch it tomorrow? <laughs> so it was after this fight scene that I switched off for the first time. Um, I enjoyed the fight scene. I thought it was good. Um, and like you were saying, it's nice to see two people kind of like of, you know, similar stature to myself going. Like, <laughs> That's what did. I thought. They're not as buff as you, uh, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It was a good fight. Well, like good choreography and quite a more believable fight as opposed to these kind of. Sometimes in films, they get a bit carried away, and they're like equal blows, and yeah, but yeah, it was it wasn't enough for me to not switch off for the first time. Do you know when we watched this, the first thing I messaged Neil was both these guys have got like physiques like Steve. That's the true. First thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he sent a picture of you to me. Yeah. There is still hope that I will get recruited into a secret CIA operative to do some wet work um, and basically sell my soul for a couple of million pounds each job. So, you know, I'm holding out hope. You'll, you'll get re- <laughs> you stand more chance of get recruited into a sex ring and doing wet work, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but thank you. <laughs> I take it as one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you could be taking it anyway. <laughs> On, on to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> but from this, you learn that Carmichael, um, who's back in Langley, who's overseeing everything, is someone who wants this job done. No one says no to him. He's the tropey boss who you get in all of these films, who's quite mysterious, doesn't get his hands dirty, and just wants the answers and make people do the dirty work for him. And I thought throughout the film, Carmichael played the role really well of what he had to do but again it's a trope of what we've seen so many times before isn't it yeah why is he even like that again like you said it's another missed opportunity why is he just this kind of stern like mysterious type what is his motive behind everything what is his drive which is oh we'll just get the traditional you know good looking lad who sits there with his glasses legs crossed pushing all the pawns around the table but why? Do you know, 
I've got no idea. It's just a fucking trope of what they do in these films. It's, yeah, you can think, right, tick the box. It's like Born Supremacy and stuff like that. They all tick those boxes, don't they? Yeah. It's copy and paste, isn't it? With action films like this, it's very much, you know, they know it works because all they have to do is sit there and look stern and shout at people and then they're instantly hated. You don't have to explain it. Yeah. To most people. That's right. You call the orders out from a distance. You get people killed in a very cold way without any feeling and you tick the box of being a baddie and it it is easy. But you you soon learn and you soon see that in this necklace is like a USB drive of information um, and you see um, Gosling downloading that and it's got pictures of Carmichael who's using and you you later kind of find out, but we'll, we'll say it now, he's using like the CIA or like the black ops side of it for his own gain to cause kind of civil wars um, and taking out different sets of kind of guerrillas and and selling guns and drugs and all stuff like that for his own gain. And it's it's similar to what they claim happened in Vietnam, isn't it? When you got mercenaries in and they made money out of other people's misfortune. And that's what he's doing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 He's trying to work his way up, isn't he? To the tippity top and by doing all this. I My guess a better chance. Why are we still using USB sticks to keep such vital information? Today, maybe it doesn't It'd be a shit film if it was in the cloud, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, I suppose. What is, what is the alternative? What is exactly. the alternative? I suppose people might not understand it. Like, if older generations are doing this and they say, "Where's the information? It's in the cloud." They could take it literal. As <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the risk you run. They should bring back laser discs. What, one of those massive ones that look like a big record, like uh, the, the mini ones. The, the mini, mini ones. The ones that never took off. They should just do that because at least they looked cool. But anyway. Exactly. And no one would think the info was on there because there aren't any devices around that you can play the information on. Exactly. It's all <laughs> cloak and daggers. He's running down the road with a ZX81. Or... <laughs> I've got the information. <laughs> Look at his PDF. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take about three hours to load. <laughs> what I did like about this scene, though, was the fact that he just took that bloke's phone because he was so busy playing computer games. Yeah. Or whatever he's doing. He's like, can I have this? And he just sort of walked off with it. Cheers. I did, that did make me chuckle. To be fair, I've done that with the kids. I, I could honestly just, <laughs> just juggle fire sticks when they're playing like Minecraft or a Rocket League and they just <laughs> wouldn't know. I could set myself on fire, run around the house and they call me for a drink or can have a sandwich brought up. And that's yeah. about as far as it goes. But Click their fingers. Slave, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. It's It's a sad life now. But he calls, and I, I do like the ongoing relationship they have in this. And it reminded me of Jason Statham and Donald Sutherland in, I think it's a mechanic, very similar that he's overseen by like a, a higher power. And he's got a good relationship and he still turns to um, Billy Bob Thornton when it's all going Pete Tong. But there's nothing that Billy Bob can do. I hate that name, Billy Bob. It's such a stupid name to say, but there's nothing he can do. What do you think of Billy Bob Thornton, other than his name being silly? So I think he, sort of... he's a good actor. I like him. Do you? What's, yes. what's, what's he been in that's any good? So what's the space one? Aerosmith and all that jazz. Deep Impact? Oh, Armageddon. 
Was he in Deep Impact? Oh, oh, oh my god, was he in that? Was he? Okay. Yeah. Is his, his, um, his, his daughter, who's a Liv Tyler, she's shagging um, Ben Affleck. Oh. Yeah. Batfleck. Yeah, they were um, they were at it, weren't they? Yeah, so, under the tree. <laughs> just like a little cracker giraffe going up her um torso, if I remember rightly. You studied that film, haven't you? You have seen oh. that far too. <laughs> <laughs> I like Blimey. it. That's another thing I could do. I could be a good astronaut saving the world from a asteroid. I text Neil that as well. I said that. Okay. NASA, yeah. hit yeah. me up. Go on, NASA. He's your man. If not, <laughs> it's, not it's got a great body. Yeah. You know. Well, bad. I don't know what to do. Anyway. Anyway, I'm you want to? Yes. He hasn't. He hasn't been in anything of note, though, has he? Other than he was that. good in Love, actually. Oh, yeah. What? When he was the American president. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in that for what? Three seconds? Something like that? Was he? Nothing wrong with lasting three seconds, mate. No, that's true. I guess. But... You can have a great performance in three seconds. Trust me. <laughs> I've got my wife in the room as well. It's the, oh, it was Halle Berry. He shagged Halle Berry in a film as well. I can't remember what that one was. It was in Monsters Ball. Anyway, I don't think he's all that, to be honest. And he likes you, yeah. mate. He likes me, does he? Oh, yeah. Well, well, if he buys me a pint and then we can sit down and talk, I might change my mind. But Fair enough. He was in a, a good film, actually. He was in a very good film called Primary Colours with John Travolta. <sighs> right, okay. So that was a good. But anyway, we yeah. get back to the film. It's Steve Rogers. No, he's not Steve Rogers, is he? <laughs> Stop calling him Steve Rogers. It's not Steve they Rogers. They get Captain America um, to help them out. And again, he I like this. It really, really, really reminds me of um, the his Avengers Assemble when they call him. He's in the middle of torturing someone, just like Black Widow was in the middle of being tortured when the phone call went. And they get him out, and it's basically you have got carte blanche to take down Ryan Gosling. Um, money's not an object, and that's it. And one of the characters who is completely useless in this film um, is, I think it's Jessica Henwick, who plays Susan Brewer, who's like Carmichael's kind of, uh, I don't Same know, right hand man, sort of right hand person, for want of a better word. And she's useless. She does not add anything to this film. All the way throughout, even at the end, she doesn't add anything. It's, she's just wasted. I don't know why she's in it. <laughs> Steve clearly agrees with that one. She's oh, pointless, it. though, isn't she? When we get to the ending, it will, and we speak about that, yeah. It, she is just such a... They try to make something of her. They're so forcing her into it, and she doesn't need to be there. Yeah. You can't take her serious on screen. It's just an absolute joke. She's just pathetic. But... Somehow, from wherever Ryan Gosling was, he nicks a like a chuck chuck put put tut tut whatever they're bloody called, and travels across country in one of them, uh, and meets um, some other mercenaries who um, Billy Bob Fitzgerald is it Fitzgerald one of them fuck it Billy Bob Fitzroy. has arranged yeah Fitzroy has arranged to take him to a safe haven and at the moment when he turns up everything's fine and they've got the contact and they know who he is and they're on the plane and then you learn 
that um, because he's so devious that Steve Rogers has actually captured. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. It'll always be Steve Rogers to me. He's Lloyd. He's Lloyd Hanson. Yeah, it's Lloyd Hanson. Chris Evans has captured. Um, uh, Jesus, yeah, Billy Bob. Fitz. Yeah, no, he no, captured no. Fitz. And he's put him under pressure and he's set him up to be killed. Which leads to a plane scene which has been, which reminded me of Tom Holland's last film that he did when they had a fight on the plane. And to be fair, it's, it's a pretty good fight. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. And it was really good action. And it, the film before that was lulling a little bit. There was too much chatter in it. So I really like this when they change tack of he's on side, we're helping him out. But how did he know? Because well, he didn't hear the conversation that they've gone from helping him to now the five soldiers, six soldiers on the plane all want to kill him. If he didn't figure it out, it wouldn't have been a very long film. It wouldn't have minded me. So, oh, but I, yeah. I you say it's a really good scene, and it is a good scene. Um, it's like quite fast tempo, but how many times, how many films do we have to see, oh, they've got the gun. I wonder where this is going. Oh, no, they've shot the hole. We're losing air pressure. The plane rips itself to part. Oh, he's struggling to get a parachute. How many times do we have to do this? Yeah, it's like ticking boxes, isn't it? It Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, it was done in that Tom Holland's film. It was done in um, Rampage, just thinking off the top of my head. Uh, It was done in Terminator when we reviewed those. I mean, if you're on a plane and it, it is an action film, you can guarantee that it's going to happen. You may as well just strap dynamite to the side of a plane and wait till it gets up to 10,000 feet and just blow it, then start fighting. Definitely. But the thing is, when those things do go like that, I don't care how strong you are, you're going to get sucked off. <laughs> you will. Sucked you will out. definitely. Everyone on that plane should have been sucked off. Yeah, sucked definitely. Out. Yeah, no doubt about it. So it would have been far it. enjoyable than getting beaten up. Just, and that joke doesn't get old, does it? It doesn't. I can't. You know, I was being deadly serious, but it's true. You know, <laughs> they would have been sucked off out the plane. <laughs> what, was, what, what else can you say? Pulled off? Oh well, yeah, they weren't. They were. They were sucked off. You know? <laughs> so why about it? No, that's just what happens. You got sucked off a plane. Do you know, it should, it should it should say that in the subtitles. Yeah. Men sucked off <laughs> on Netflix. <Yeah>. Just, <laughs> just, just like um, Rush Hour when they're talking Chinese and it just says talking Chinese. It should have yeah. come, up, come up with men sucked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I did the subtitles on these things, they would happen, honestly. It really, really would. Well, so. It'd just come up with massive letters saying this is shit, wouldn't it? That's all it would <laughs> So what's this? We spoke about parachute scenes and we've done like probably two. We've done over 200 films and we've done many parachute scenes. The last memorable one I remember that you were going fanboy about was Shoot 'em Up that you absolutely loved, Neil. And yeah. how does this compare to uh, Shoot 'em Up, which is in your top three, top four films? Oh, well, as one of my favourite films of all time, uh, this has got to be a close second. It's just it's unbelievable, isn't it? I don't care how fucking skilled you are. This is never going to happen in a million fucking years, is it? it, it no, just, it wouldn't. It just isn't. But you know it's going to happen. You know he's been sucked off the plane 
without a parachute and he's going to find someone that has got one and use them it, or he's going to find one floating in the air or, or some bullshit or he's going to jump off wings that are flying down you know he's not going to die but it's like steve said it's just a trope yeah it, it, it didn't do anything for me at all no completely and I thought it was quite interesting. Again, I think this film was padded out. I, I don't know, because I know they're going to make this into a trilogy and spin-offs as well. They've already got the green light for that. So whether they were heavily invested into padding out this film so they could um, lead on to two more films. But did you think, I, I probably know where you're going to go, but the scene when they spoke about that the address of um, Fitzroy has been leaked, so he needs to go somewhere and they get Ryan Gosling to babysit his cousin, uh, his niece, sorry, um, because obviously the girl's parents um, are dead. So he goes in there to babysit her. He gets that connection with her. Um, and when did those guys break in, that he has that fight and he says, oh, it's just any other Tuesday. And he, she's playing that record, that um, Silverbird song. And did you think that was necessary or... I like the connection between them and the fact that I don't really like Ryan Gosling. I like the way he was with her and it was really believable to me. I thought it worked really well. Yeah, it was good chemistry, I think, between those two. But that is something that I did like in the film is the, the chemistry and how I think she got a bit of attitude and he's just a bit plain and she's always kind of a bit Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I think they had to though it was quite long i think they had to have this in the film to to take it forward later on and yeah yeah the chemistry was good and there was obviously without realizing it at the time there was a fair bit of foreshadow involved in it but her character was quite nice because she's been dealt some real fucking shitty hands with their illness and and obviously the fact that her parents are dead and all that sort of stuff so her attitude you first think oh you're a bit of a fucking dick but then you actually learn more about her and you realise why she's like that. And she actually becomes quite likeable. Yeah. That's how I, I felt. Exactly. You're right. And without this scene, we wouldn't know that she had a heart transplant and she, and due to having um, like a pacemaker in that, that yeah. she can be tracked all around the world with regards to that pacemaker, which was massive foreshadow in the field. But I, th- I think amongst all the violence that they have building up to this, that she's used to pull him out and not pull him off but pull him out and put a bit of humanity back into him and a bit of character um, and I think only a child could do that and I think as I say it works well and I really like the fight scene of when she's in the room playing the record and he just takes um, that guy out it, it's a really really good scene again choreography it's quick it's not overdone it's not over padded and it's just a nice little bit of violence and it's great fighting yeah yeah yeah, I can't and disagree. it's a good song. Yeah, I actually do like the songs. Really cool. Yeah, it's really, really good. And again, what he says to her, um, when she says, like, are you all right? He says, yeah, just another Thursday. And that kind of plays into it a yes. bit later on. And yeah. she's a cracking little actress as well. It, it's great. And yeah, well, about this scene, it would have been possible. It would have been a really weird, creepy ending, wouldn't it? Uh, Yes. Yeah, you had to have this in, otherwise, there would, like you say, there wouldn't have been any connection at the end. It'd be just like, who's this kid? Yeah. Why, why does he care? Who gives a shit? Sort of thing. Yeah. 
he's come back to take it. He kind of it would embolder it on like sex offenderish, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's just, just a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting when he goes and gets or um Steve Rogers goes and <laughs> and uh, Every Carmichael. Love it. <laughs> uh, he goes and hires loads of different mercenaries, which it, it's been again. This has been done in many and many of films when there's loads of different bounty hunters looking for the same person, uh, and I like that aspect of it though. Even though it's been done and it's a trope, I think it always brings really good fun because you always get different groups in with different weapons and a different take on how they're going to all cannon fodder. You know that for a fact, but. It was good fun. I really, really like that side of this. Yeah. It was um we we talk about the um where are we in the film? I'm completely lost. Um <laughs> God, you're, I can tell you love this film, mate. I can really tell. Is this where you've he's got, going to find his passport? Yes, you're gonna go and find his passport. Yeah. yeah. And you've got Carmichael on the phone and he's calling up various different people uh, to hunt for him. And there's like a bounty on his head and he goes and meets that guy and he gets locked um, whilst taking a photograph underground in this kind of well. And he manages to escape by cutting through an iron pipe with a pair of um, bandage scissors, which for me was like, seriously, it's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Such a predictable fucking scene. It was so predictable, you know. In fact, he's got him to stand there and go, oh, just one step forward. So you're going to go through the floor. And oh, there you go. Or he's going to get shot or something. And it's just, oh. Yeah. And he's, it's like MacGyver. He's got that little pack. And he's what he builds, he builds a bomb. And you cannot cut an iron pipe with a no. pair of bandage scissors. By nature, they're not. They're just sharp enough to be able to cut the bandage. That is it. I'm going to Google to see if this is something that can be done. Stand by. <laughs> and cut an iron pipe with bandage scissors. It's fast time. If you can, uh, I'm just gobsmacked. Seriously, I really, really am. Uh, well, unless Steve proves us wrong, it just adds to the bullshit of this scene. It really does. I mean, there's nothing on the first page. Everyone knows you never go past the first page on Google because it gets dark. But there is nothing on the first page of Google that says you can't. But there's also nothing that says you can. So we can't say it's not a, a not an approved method. It'd be a very long. <laughs> what does method. your common sense <laughs> suggest? It'd take a fucking oh, long that's time. That's a stupid idea. Yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It is ridiculous. But this, I, I do like the fact they're joined um, by Lloyd Hansen, who walks in and says, "Right, where is he?" And he shoots the guy who's called up. And there's one yeah. who traps him first of all. Where's my money? And, and he just shoots him. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's that's what you would do because no one in their right mind honestly would pay. And yeah, you would kill them. And it suits his character. And I like the fact that he is just a psychopath, isn't he? That Lloyd Hansen, uh, Chris Evans, plays a really, really good baddie. And he was offered the part of Ryan Gosling's first of all, but he, he turned it down because he wanted to play a bad character. Well, don't blame him. You know, he's played the good guy for ages. You know the so it's nice that he wanted to do the opposite and be the asshole, you know, relentless guy. Yeah, really, he did it really well. Yeah, Sorry, completely Steve. agree. I think it does work well. I am. Um, really um, all of his dialogue in this film 
Like that is something I did enjoy. His dialogue in this film is quite like little smart, quick one-liners and some of the stuff he says. I thought it's so much better than him being the all-American hero. I mm. think it's a oh, new yeah. direction for him to go to be a bit more sinister, a bit more of a dick, and it works. And he's 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 got the look as well. Like he doesn't look so yeah. clean cut. He's got the slick back hair and like the the tash that is questionable. And I'm gonna do the same thing. <laughs> it's a dirty <laughs> mustache, isn't it? It is dirty. It's, uh, yeah, and it just that tash. It. It's got porn film written all over it, isn't it? Oh, it's got so many things written all over that thing. It's, <laughs> honestly, dictator, porn, fucking kingpin. It's it's, yeah, it's it is good. Yeah, I did it's like because they have their first little fight, don't they? I do. I liked it before that. Sorry, Stu, just to go back a bit. When he was on the plane and he they wanted it, he wanted them to land. And they said we can't unless it's emergency. So shot one of the pilots and said <laughs> <laughs> to fucking land the plane. So he does. I thought that was quite fun. Yeah, and do you know when we watched this? The first time I watched it, back in the good old days when the world was a much better place and we played Battlefield online. Yes. And this house where they go at the end is the house in Battlefield. It is the mansion. You know when you get the big balloon and you have that big battle where you're in the corridors and you run towards that big mansion. And people are on the roof taking people out. I was going to say, do you yeah, remember that level? Wow, you wow, you obviously remember it a lot more than I do. That's good. You have fond memories. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, getting shot all the time. But it is exactly this is the house they used for Battlefield, and well, yeah, yeah, I did a bit of uh, pointless research on the internet, but um, yeah, I like so I was really really chuffed that I was actually right. But so he, he does escape, and he's he's helped after the fight he has, and he manages to escape. And I do like the fact that. Um, Danny Miranda, who's starts to he doesn't trust her, but she started to realise, especially as Carmichael's on like onto her as being probably a double agent, that to believe him. So she rescues him. And then they go to Croatia. And you do go all around the world in this film. It is like a Marvel film, like in the MCU, where they visit all of these lovely locations. I mean the Russos must love making these types of films because they know that their passports have probably got more stamps than a fucking stamp book. That's, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> you like a postman pat analogy there or something. I tried. I couldn't think of one. Yeah, more stamps than postman pats. It's tricky, isn't it? See, and he does one delivery a day now. Yeah. Fucks that up got, as well. So. He's got a helicopter now, I've heard. And a plane. Yeah. And an electric fan. He's lost the human touch, isn't he? Let's face it, you know. Oh, Neil, it was you that told me about all of this stuff. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, see? I'm a font of all knowledge when it comes to fucking children's cartoons. I was just going to say postal services, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Royal Mail have got any of those things. Um, <laughs> well, maybe they do, and that's why they're going on strike due to poor pay. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and I'm waiting for a pair of shoes and a head shaver to come, and they're not coming anytime soon, which is a load of sh- shit and poo. So, <laughs> never mind. Tangent. Love it. Exactly. But they get um, Billy Bob Thornton, and they've obviously got his niece as well. And I do like, I wish it would have gone further, of when they want to get the information out of uh, Billy Bob. And Lloyd does this, Steve Rogers 
um, tortures him. But for me, he takes, he pulls his fingernails off and he really enjoys doing it. And you get the hit, the total hit that he is a sick man. But I wanted more violence. I wanted more torturing. It wasn't enough for me. The the best part of that scene, I mean, it's a good scene because, yeah, you you see the dark side, is when he goes in, does he like grab his ear or something and twist it? Yeah. Completely made that up. Yes. Because that's not even torture. I just, I just like something like that just shows his character how like he just thinks he's you know like I'm I'm a funny cracking guy and I kind of like I actually like him, mate. They were told to ad lib, make it up as they go along, like just give them the scene and just go for it. And it'd be nice to think that um, Steve Rogers is this sick and twisted that he can come up with these kind of lines, you know? Because I don't really see him in anything else that I enjoy. This is the first thing I've seen since Captain America that I've actually enjoyed watching him in. Yeah. I, he's good in it. He's good. He, I, I, I can't say it enough, really, how how well he plays this character. And the fact, like you said, if it's ad-libbed as well, it's, it's very good. I have to say, though, f- fingernails and stuff like that, oh, fucking hell, I can't deal with it. It's, it's horrible. So two was enough for me. I'm just glad yeah. they moved on. It's just, I know they... Especially as later on in the film, he is going to obviously die. That it would have been nice because it's, it's, I don't know, just a bit more torturing. Oh, I'd like to have just seen something different. You're so sick. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Only two fingernails. Fuck it. Chop his leg off. Yeah. Like the marathon man when they start going on teeth and stuff like that. You know, it would have been, it just would have been start, good. Start chiseling away at his shin bone or something. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Why don't you so get medieval go... and put a rat in a bucket and heat it up? Oh, that's just sick, Neil. That's seriously sick. I'm worried Sorry, about you, mate. Honestly, that really, really is. Just put an Arsenal shirt on him. That's it. Yeah. You'd cough up straight away anything. <laughs> but so they go to, I think it's Prague, um, where they meet an old Indeed. contact. Is it Prague? It is. Yep. Prague. Excellent stuff. I'm still on top of this. And they go to meet an old contact of... Um, Ryan Gosling's, who probably the only person he trusts, and he sent that um, via DHL. Other carriers are available um, to to be in safekeeping. And when they get there, um, obviously you know what's going to happen. She's very ill. She's a very nice lady. I can't remember her name for love nor money, but to be honest, it's not a professional podcast, so it's not important at all. And people will be used to this now. And that she's dying, so you know in this story that she's going to die. Yeah, it was fairly obvious she was going to die. And it's that sort of trope, like you alluded to in these films, that as soon as someone says, I'm dying, well, you're going to die a lot quicker than you were going to be before. Cause, and it's going to be in some dramatic way as well, which is completely unnecessary. Yeah, there are two dramatic deaths in this, didn't they? Yeah. So it was her on Billy Bob, which was pretty good. And... You soon learn that whilst they're in this building, that everyone who's been hired to take them out is congregating outside. And I, what I couldn't work out was they're on the top floor of a, a quite a high building, maybe the fourth floor, something like that. It's pretty high up, aren't they? Yeah. And But when they shoot upwards, they're shooting at the back of the house as well, which doesn't make sense because they'd only be able to shoot probably within the first six to eight feet of the of the lounge so if you stood at the back of the house you'd be safe do you see what i mean yeah but 
it's it's action, isn't it, mate? It's just it's for dramatic effects, I guess. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Uh, it's bollocks. It yeah. annoys me. It's continuity, and these people get paid lots of money to come up with these ideas, and they're just failed. It annoys me. And plus, where are the police already? If you have a shootout in the street with machine guns, surely the police there within minutes. Oh, you see but that there is all no the time one on the film, street. So don't you see it all the time, mate? You know, it's just fucking. They're running around. I was watching something up the other day, and they were fucking shooting each other, and there was a massive car chase and stuff, and not one copper was about anywhere. You know, it just wouldn't happen, and it's like last for a good five minutes, and it's the same with this. Yeah, it's, it's true. Funny, and and it, it do escape, and obviously she lets off a grenade, and everyone dies, and she dies a hero, allowing um, Goslin to escape. And the, the police are there. And do you know, if I was a police officer there and that came out on the radio, yeah, there's 15 people with submachine guns and hand grenades shooting this place and blowing it all up. Can you go towards there? There is no way I would go with my blues and twos and want to be the first one there. You know what I'm saying? It's utter nonsense. Yeah, my car's. Oh, my car won't start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That would be the time to have an accident on your way there. I really yeah. wanted to get there first, you know, but I just oh, crashed. Yeah, this lamppost came out of nowhere. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Steve would, though. He's a hero. He'd go straight away. He'd take him all uh, uh, No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was Ryan Gosling, whose life was in danger? Um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like the scruples that he's got that he's handcuffed to this bench and obviously he wants to preserve life and save the members of the public and you've got um chris evans lloyd hansen steve rogers captain america there giving orders saying send more people in send more guns in just shoot whoever gets in the way it doesn't make a difference and the police are too stupid to realize that Gosling is just trying to save everyone's life and they're just trying to take him down whilst getting shot. And I think this is a really, really good action scene. I like this. You've got multiple people coming in with automatic weapons, just shooting the shit out of everything. And I love the fact in these films that one police car will get shot and everyone will die and it will crash. Then there'll be another one. Then there'll be another one. It's like, if you're that stupid, you deserve to get shot. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about this, Steve you were detached from this film but i i thought this went on for far too long and was you know i know it's supposed to be fun and action-packed and everything i just found it all a bit fucking too much to be honest it got a bit yeah, boring I, yeah i got fatigued of bazookas machine guns blowing up vehicles i just got too fatigued it was too much it was too over the top yes and the shame of the disappointment with that was when it went on to which possibly could have been a good scene on the tram. I was just, I was out of it by then. I yeah. really wasn't interested. It was the only thing I noticed about this scene most memorable is that she's driving an Audi and I could have yeah. been back in the MCU and I was bored. That train you know, scene. Oh. Yeah, I was, I just wanted to get onto that. So you've got this whole kind of, almost realistic scene where there's a crowd of people watching this guy who's just been nicked, phones are out, blah, blah, blah. He fires a couple of rounds in the air and everyone runs off. 
the police are now kind of trying to sort things out and you've got these groups of people coming to try and kill him. And then all of a sudden, all of a fucking sudden, just an unmanned tram minding its own fucking business through the centre of all this carnage. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. And not a single person was on this tram either. It's just like, don't mind me, guys. I've got a schedule. Crack on. And then these little shots of the cars overtaking the tram as if it's doing 40, 50 mile an hour. It's a fucking tram. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going really, really fast, isn't it? And it just kind of took me out of it when he'd look. He'd go on the roof of the tram and he'd look in a passing shop and for the reflection to see where someone was and shoot them. And then someone turns up in a van with like these big rocket guns and they're blowing up. Oh, it was mate. it was too frantic. There was too much going on. And what was actually happening was just repetitive. These police cars that are just there for cannon fodder. It just isn't entertaining. I, I think we've just seen this so many times that I mean the stunts are good don't get me wrong they're really really good the, the driving and everything else is great and it, it's set in a very exciting way but for me it was boring you know I I don't want any more it went on for so so long the thing is shit like that this has been done numerous times in sort of better films and older films such as James Bond and stuff like that you know you, mm. you've had this type of thing over and over again and it's they try and change it by just making it more unbelievable, you know. And I know the Russos have been involved in the set in superhero films and stuff, but none of these people are superheroes yet. They're able to do these ridiculous things, and you know, I don't care who this guy is in the CIA. How there's no way on earth he'd get away with allowing people to do all this in a fucking major city. Putting no. Kit- you know, it's just it just becomes the point where you just like, oh, fuck off. And that's what it's. And the Russo should have known this as well because that's what um, brought down the Avengers. That the fact that they went like willy nilly to any country caused mass destruction and casualties, uh, and they weren't accountable for it. And they've gone to already in this film about five different, four different countries, yeah. and the collateral damage from what they've done. And they're not accountable. It just would not work. It really wouldn't work whatsoever. And the comparison with the fight that they have, um, when you got that um, Dan or uh, Danush, um, when he's in there, when they're getting medical attention at the hospital, and it's a really, really good um, fight. When I mean Miranda, she gives it a real good go as well, and I love that. That that is Danny Miranda's up for a fight, and and she's good, and he gets stuck in, and it's a good bit of hand to hand combat. They use the paddles like the defibs, and they're punching with that. I really really like that. I'd rather have this than car chases and explosions. Yeah, yeah, I can see your point, but I. I... I was very, very fatigued by this point. Like, there's not a lot of break in between ridiculous scene where they've done all of that stuff with the tram and everything else. And then you think, oh, thank God there's a lull and it lasts for about two minutes yeah. if you're lucky. And then you're straight back into some ridiculously over the top fight scene, which is very well choreographed. I can't deny that, but it's just like, come on, it's too shoot them up for me now in the sense of it is just the same thing over and over again, just just too much. 
yeah. you've lost the storyline. The storyline is nothing. There isn't the story at the moment, other than the fact that people fight each other and shit gets blown up. Yeah, no, I, I can't argue with that. And it's uh, it's kind of just, it does go on. I know what you mean. And it really reminded me of, uh, I'm going to put it out there, a, a poor man's John Wick. The fact that you have John Wick, then you have mm. different factions after John Wick. And John Wick, to me, I mean, I've made it no secret, I fucking love those films. Yeah. It was a poor version of what John Wick was when there's so many people hunting them down. Definitely. Couldn't agree more, mate. And John Wick as a franchise is a very good franchise, no matter who agrees with or disagrees with whoever about the second one. It's still a very good franchise, and I completely agree. This is exactly that. It's just a modern, more modern John Wick, which has not been done anywhere near as well. Yeah, and I like the fact when we're reaching our climax. I mean, there's only about forty minutes left of this film now, and it ends in that big chateau. Um, when you've got that, obviously that um, Danush gets the the USB stick and he takes it to Hanson uh, and he wants his money. And when he realizes that he's torturing girls and uh, children, that he doesn't want any part of it and he wants that USB USB stick back. I think he does, or he just he just wants his money he just and goes. Wants to go, doesn't he? He doesn't. Yeah, I, I thought that was quite a nice touch, and I quite enjoyed the battle at the end of it. The fact that she's running distraction. Um, that Danny Miranda is running distraction whilst Ryan Gosling goes in um, and rescues um, Fitzroy and um, his niece as well. And I like that. I love the way it's kind of pinned, wrapped up and the mayhem of that, the room they're in gets taken out. And again, you have that fight between um, Danny Miranda um, and Danchu as well. And I thought that was a really good fight. And the fact that she was getting her ass kicked and she still carried on fighting and that it ended when they both want the same thing and that he's not going to stick like fight someone who's fighting a good cause, which she was. And I thought that's pretty good. And he's coming back into the second one, apparently. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's such, he's got such popular feedback and bearing in mind that he's a, such a massive star in India, which obviously yeah. will take a huge box with income. That yeah, he's going to be written back into the second one. That they've already said that. I but, think he's a good character. To be fair, I do. Yeah, I think the, he's very good. And the fact that he obviously can kill anyone he wants because he's so skilled, but he has morals, which that he would have probably said that had to be written into his character. Because if he's that popular over in India, probably as the good guy hero. He probably doesn't want to be seen as the villain. See what? I no, mean. no. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, and yeah. it's. I like the fact also that they killed Billy Bob Faulkner. I think he's kind of cannon fodder. He's he can't really do anything else. So he would have stayed on to be like an M character in this, in like further in the franchise. But I suppose if he's going to go rogue, Ryan Gosling is they'll just be repeating this one all over again. And he goes out with honor. Um, uh, but it's so tropey and it really annoys me. And they do this in so many films when they call out to the bad thing going to happen. He had a hand grenade on him. He's been shot. He's dying. Why not just bang, blow up? Why do you have to make a speech for a few seconds and show what you've got and let him get it. away? That's it. Just be more funny if he just smiled at him and just went bang, wouldn't it? Definitely. But, 
Yeah, it just it's, would have worked so much better. It's, it's bollocks. It's, the, it's trope. This whole thing's bollocks, though, isn't it? This, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Commando. Yes, yeah, the fact that definitely. He fucking runs into this highly fortified place, gets shot at by God knows how many machine guns, and doesn't get hit once. Yeah. Till the very end, when he actually has a one-on-one. You know, machine gun shimmies. There's a few of those in here, mate, I tell you. Sheep, honestly, it's just, watching it, I'm like, fuck me. This has all been done before. It's it's boring. Absolutely boring. I I did like the fact that girl shot um, Steve Rogers with a flare gun, though, on the back. And and got shot and took uh, two of his fingers off. That was good, to be fair. Yeah, that was good. Have you fallen asleep, Steve? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it ends up in a maze, just like The Shining, but not as good at all, with a fight between Ryan Gosling um, and Lloyd Hansen. And I was really surprised how this went in the fact that I didn't realise someone could be stabbed multiple times in different parts of the body and still live. And it was ridiculous. It really took me out of this film. He gets stabbed so many times. But they finally gave, um, what's her name? The useless character. Um, yeah, Brewer, they finally gave her something to do, didn't they? And Jesus, it was just absolutely pointless that she walks up and just takes Lloyd out and shoots him multiple times. Uh, it's just pointless. It really didn't add anything. It wasn't like it was a final character arc for her and she suddenly come round. Because she turns around and just wants to use him, just like Fitzroy did. Yeah, I, I have to just say, I did like the scene, because where um, Chris Evans is trying to drown Six, and he's on, it flashes back to when he was a child, and his dad used to fucking bully, like, you know, fucking beat him and abuse yeah. him. And I did, it was quite a harrowing scene, but it sort of proved... Because it goes on, doesn't it? Because the reason he's in prison is because he killed his dad. Oh, yes, that's right. He killed his dad, yeah. Because he was going to, or he killed or he's going to kill his brother or something like that because they used to just abuse him and his brother all the time. His brother tried to protect him and stuff like that. And and that's how he got out of being drowned because he fought against fought against it and all this sort of stuff so i quite like that it was nice that he had there was sort of that full story for him so we actually yeah, got I the like point that. of it but so i had to just put that bit in but no i completely agree with the whole fucking lloyd being shot by what's her chops it's just like steve said it's just she's having to be shoehorned in to to have a point yeah definitely it's just it might have made me laugh and even she must have thought at some point in this film am i going to give him more to do yeah you can shoot him if you want but after that just shut up <laughs> don't do anything and when they're in the hospital they went to, they go down this is two weeks later um and they've kept ryan gosling in the basement of this building uh, in washington dc and the, the, the thick soldiers are saying like yeah he won't eat he won't speak like he won't even look at us and the guy says, brain damage? He says, well, nothing shows up on a scan. And when they open the door, all of the soldiers are unconscious in the corridor. And he's escaped. And it's like, seriously, this is just a trope. I mean, it's yeah. just nonsense. 
he's and he did it without any help. He got out of his hand restraint somehow. It's just yeah, yeah. He's, calling he's... BS on that. <laughs> on that, just that bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm being kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, well, he had to go back, didn't he? He had to rescue the girl. I suppose you know to put a nice little bow on it. Because um, honestly, when they when this film ended and and stuff, I honestly didn't think there was going to be a second or a third one. Because mm. they sort of just ended it, didn't they? But yeah. we got to that. But yeah, the whole escape from hospital was just utter. It was, but I did like it when he left the Silverbird record on there and said, "Play me loud." Uh, obviously, being a callback uh, yeah. to like the start of the film when he was like babysitting her and stuff like that. I, I couldn't work out why she was crying though when every, it was beating everyone up. I, I couldn't kind of. I, I don't know why. That she was holding her ears and crying. Yeah, PTSD. Oh, do you think that's what it was? Yeah, probably. I mean, I probably wouldn't handle it if people just get kept getting killed around me, especially when I'm trying to play my favourite records. <laughs> yeah, she's never going to be able to listen to Silverbird in the same yeah, way, is she? they're constantly forcing it down her throat. Listen to the song, Claire. Listen to the song. Remember the death. <laughs> Remember and that then he drives off with her. And... Yeah. Um, it kind of ends, yeah, and uh, he's kind of kept his promise to Fitzroy that he'll look after her. Um, and where this leaves him, I honestly don't know. But I mean, that film is—I mean, you've got 14 minutes in true MCU style of credits um, after this film, but it's just really, really padded out for me. It, I, I struggled to watch it, and this is—I mean, I love doing this podcast so much, and we've done it for so many years, but. I wanted to get this film done and out of the way. I really did. Which is a shame because you held it in such regard because of the Russos. You were yeah, saying I, they, they're brilliant. Everything I, they do is gold. I think I've had to watch it so many times. Yeah, but I said at the start, I said, don't don't count it as good before you've watched it. And you're like, no, no, it'll be brilliant. But well, I did enjoy it. The first time I watched it, I enjoyed it. I think out of me and you and Steve, you're probably the only one though, mate. But I think it's because I've watched it so many fucking times now. I know, but I'm saying me and Steve watched it once and I skipped through it a second time because I couldn't watch it any more than that. God, it's just, yeah, it's a shame, really. I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I'm still looking forward to the next one just to no. see what they're doing. Yes. Really? Yeah. Why are you doing it to yourself, man? Yeah, honestly, that's like you like torture, don't you? Honestly. Yeah, I don't want to see Billy Bob tortured more, and but yeah, so we'll get on to it. So Neil, tell me how you feel about this wonderful film, The Great Man. <laughs> I mean, it, as an action film, it's okay, but I wouldn't say it's any more than that. I'd, I'd, I'd push to give it because of the cinematography and stuff like that so it's quite a good looking film and i don't think anyone that's in it is a bad actor there might be some bad roles but none of them are particularly bad actors so i can't moan about any of that and some of the one-liners are good especially when uh i did like when chris evans took the piss out of ryan gosling and called him ken doll i thought that was fucking brilliant because obviously he's playing isn't he? he's playing ken in the barbie film and I thought, that's oh, so true that is fucking genius that he did that um 
but yeah i can't give it any more than two and a half to be honest down the middle i, I, I think there's better action films out there you said it john wick this is a poor man's john wick even though it's probably cost double what that did if not more um it's, it just went on for too long it's all been done before it didn't really bring anything new to be honest so if you like action films yeah watch it but don't sit there thinking just because it's the russos that it's going to be fucking brilliant because it really really wasn't to be so what would you do you give this two and a half yeah two and a half out of five i, I can't be really horrible and give it less than that but i certainly it's certainly not like a a three four five star film yeah that's fair enough that's absolutely fair enough what about you steve uh it's going to be a generous two a really generous two for me um, i'm really surprised you've gone two honestly i didn't think you'd give it that much well i was gonna i was gonna <laughs> for a 1.5 but i thought you know it has got some good like some good chemistry like neil was saying when you got the conversations between captain america and kendall when they're having chats, it, it's quite fun. It's quite entertaining. You you kind of wish you had more from those two, like kind of going off each other. And like, I think we brushed over when um, uh, Lloyd Hansen gets like uh, tranquilized in the arse as well. Even that was just like a nice little thing. So yeah, I think that his dialogue probably salvaged the majority of the movie for me. Then the chemistry with um, Six and then closely followed with the chemistry from Claire, the girl. Other than that, it's just your it's your bog standard action film. You know what you're getting. It's quite predictable. Um, it's nothing stand out for me, despite the budget. So yeah, just a, a generous two all round. That's well fair said, enough. Mate. Well said. And it is you are right. I think Chris Evans saves this film massively. I completely mm. agree with that. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, I'd pretty much echo what you said, to be honest. I, when I first watched this, I really, really enjoyed it, and I've, I must have seen it about five times now. And it just wore me down as I watched it. But I, the first time I saw it, I liked the action. It was just too padded out for me. And like a lot of films we've seen, just get fatigued on the action. And if they're doing a spy story, I like a bit of the the sneaky beaky stuff and kind of gadgets and stuff like that, like Mission Impossible do. And I need that. This was just too much of the same thing. And I got bored of it. Um, I think the best person, you're totally right that Lloyd Hansen, uh, Chris Evans makes this film. Um, I think he's really, really good. I like the young girl in it. I thought she was great. It'd be interesting to see where the Russos take this film for a second one. Um, and I am looking forward to seeing it. But it's just, I'll probably give it a three out of five. Um, I'd recommend it to people, but it's, there are other things out there that you could watch which are much better than this, which you get more enjoyment from. So it is a recommend, but a mild recommend, I'd say. Yeah. Take it with caution, I think. Yeah, 100%. Don't, don't think it's going to be something that it's not, because it really isn't. No, you'd be very, very disappointed. But yeah. So, I mean, that's that film done. That's one put away, which is pretty good. And then we'll be on to um, Prey next, which I'm really looking forward to talking about. I mean, just, I went to the cinema. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, Steve. They had um, Fall on last night, on a, uh, a Limitless night. And it's a really good film. It's done by the guy who did, is it 47 Metres Down or something? Oh, God, that's that Tower movie. I really want to see that. Jesus, I went to see it um, with my better half last night. 
And as I say, they did like a one-off screening before it's out. And I'm frightened of heights. And the way it's done is brilliant. My stomach was turning and I had such sweaty hands. My palms were sweating <laughs> through that. It's done. The cinematography is done that you just shit yourself and you, you constantly going, Oh God, no. And it's, it's really entertaining. And it, it's what you get two people on a tower and they do the best with what they can. And it, they're very good, but it's just the way it's shot. And it's really good. I'd recommend it. If you don't like heights, which I don't, that's why I wanted to see it. Cause it's bad. And I went to see the invitation as well. Wow. Thank God this film was free because it was shit and a half. Seriously. Really? Oh dear. Yeah. Don't see it. I saw Orphan First Kill, which I've seen the first one, which I, I thought was entertaining. Um, Elvis was brilliant. Nope. Jesus, the hype on Nope killed that film for me. I would never see that film again. Jordan Peele. I like him, like what he does. But that film was, I think it was built up so much with the hype that it was, I just thought it was rubbish. I really was disappointed. Oh dear. See, it's, it's sad, isn't it? But there we yeah. go. It's, you know, there's so much that comes out and unfortunately a lot of it is pretty poo. Yeah, definitely. Bullet Train was good, but the best film this year, still Top Gun Maverick. Oh. I can't disagree. <laughs> it's yeah, I can't dis- I can't disagree with him. Even. No, he's right. He's spot on. Yeah, he is spot on. It is the best film that's come out this year. Uh, as, as who would have thought that is. though? Who would have honestly thought that that we'd be? And I'm surprised we'd be saying the best film this year is Top Gun Maverick, that is a sequel as well. It's just unbelievable. It shows the shit that it's come out this year. Well, well that's it though, isn't it? You know, I can't think of another film that is anywhere near that good this year I, I, off the top of my head I, I really can't no. there's still time you're completely right we've got all the Christmas films to come out yet as well so you know yeah, they're, yeah. Always, they're always a winner there were a few good films coming out a few weird films coming out um, at the cinema there's some trailers look with some potential but I just don't know it's just I appreciate it must be hard to get an original idea why kind of churn out and recycle shit that's already been done where people are going to watch it it's just rubbish it really really is and it goes to show like bullet train i quite enjoyed bullet train with brad pitt that, that was different but yeah. um i mean where the crawdads sing which is a film that i would never have seen before and it's based on a famous book i really enjoyed that film that was a really really good film but I mean, Elvis was brilliant. I really liked Elvis. The guy who played Elvis was just amazing. And yeah, it's it's I, interesting, though, isn't it? You say that, like the last two films you said, a lot of people won't watch them because like people of I've never heard of the book or people have no interest in Elvis. But if you actually sit there and watch them, they generally can sort of take you away. A bit like um, that film we did last time uh, with the drummer, which the name's fucking escaped me yeah whiplash whiplash i would never have seen that in a million years and it's probably one of one of the films that i'd recommend everyone should see yeah so when you do take a chance sometimes on films that you would not have any interest in you can be pleasantly surprised 
Yeah, so. completely agree. And it's really nice. It's pretty rare, but it's so nice when that happens, isn't it? That Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a film like that, have you seen Hidden Figures? No, not seen it, no. That's just an incredible film. That really, really is. That That's another film that kind of went past me and someone recommended it. I can't remember who it was now. And uh, it was just absolutely amazing. It's uh, I mean, it's 2016. It's a story of the, um, the female African-American. They're like mathematicians who were kind of vital in like, the space program. And because of their color uh, and their gender as well, mainly their color, that they were dismissed as being of any use to that whatsoever. And it is and it's based on a true story. And it is such a good film. It really, really is a brilliant film. I totally recommend it. It's completely different. There's no violence. There's no swearing. But because it's true and it's acted so well, that it's brilliant. And it's a really good feel-good film as well. But yeah, Hidden Figures is an amazing film. And I would never have watched that if it wasn't recommended. But yeah. So there are some real little gems out there. But before we go, have you got anything else to add to the pod? Uh, not from me. No, just it's been good to, good to be back and hopefully we'll try and get things a bit more regular. Definitely, just like diarrhoea. We'll yeah. be more regular. Stevie? No. <laughs> he's, he's fucked off for this, though. He's just like, I'm done. Shut up. He is. He is. Well... That is it. Thanks everyone who's listening still. And how are you listening still? It's amazing. I'm really, really impressed. I hope you enjoyed this podcast of The Grey Man. We'll be back next week with Prey. You take care. Thank you. Bye.